You're listening to Watching Friends on the HyperX Podcast Network. Are you ready for another exciting episode where Jerry licks a spoon? He also moves out of the house. And some other things happen. Yes, it's another episode of Watching Friends. Uh, I'm Bark, and would you trade me in for younger model? And I'm Ryan, and mine was licked on by kittens. <laughs> uh, we're back with uh, Season 2, Episode 16, the one where Jerry moves out. Uh, I hope you like my little intro there, Ryan. I did, it was you, very you were snazzy. Pulling, you were pulling faces. I was like, what's going on here? We've got snazz and pizzazz all of a sudden. Yeah, I, I think we should do this for every episode. Just like start it off with, like, you know, the, you know how li- like our little descriptions that you're meant to write? That I've been writing. Yeah, that was that. <laughs> <laughs> that I totally hadn't forgotten about. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think we should start each episode with one of those. I think it makes it more exciting. Yeah. Because normally when you read it in, in like the newspapers or, or whatever, it'll be like, Joey goes to the shops. Meanwhile, Monica bakes a cake. And you're like, how to boil it down? It's a really boring episode. Can I do it in like a British pay for- World War Two style summary. Go on then. Like Monica meets pies <laughs> on the horizon. Joey finds an audition, and just just make it sound like we're giving really important World War news when in fact we're just talking about friends. I, th- I think you should do that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. If, if you don't like that, give us feedback quickly because that could escalate. Do us from the front lines. Ross is stuck in his leather pants. <laughs> Is that is that a, a, another Patreon goal? <laughs> a whole episode of you talking like that? If we can just voice that in like Space Marine voices, all sorts of stuff. Well, the same case I want you to do. Can you get your phone out for me? And in fact, the listeners uh, can also get their phone out while they're doing this. Oh, cool. Uh, so I want you to open a messaging app of your choice. Cool. And what you are meant to do now is just put in. And actually, what the listeners can do is they can go to Twitter or Facebook at Watch Friends Pod. And in the comments, you put in uh, the one with the. So you put in the one with the. Okay. And so once you've done that, you then uh, use the auto uh, text, the, the one in the middle. So it generates, you know, the, the word in the middle it thinks you should use next. I want you to push that to make a sentence and then read out that sentence to me. Now, this, this could go pretty bad because we're not going to edit this out. How many times have I got to press the button? Until, until it makes a, a sentence, right? Okay, well, I'll have to, I'll have to change that because I tried to use my mum and it just came out with loads of random words because they're context-dependent, right? So Yes. What, that, yeah, that, this is something I, I realised when uh, I discussed this with you the other night because it's blown up on all the, the Facebook friends groups. Uh, it, it seems to work out the context of the words, either based off words you use a lot, but also the way the conversation is potentially going. Um, so yeah, it, it definitely changes if, you know, if I'm doing it in a message to you, it will change it compared to if I'm doing it on Facebook or whatever. Fair. Well, okay. I've got one. I changed from my chat with my mum to the siblings group chat. That's me and three of my siblings. Um, and we have the one with the black and green lane was on a Sunday and it's a nice little hill. <laughs> <laughs> so in my uh, chat with you, I've got the one with the other side is a little too big for them to be able Earlier <laughs> yeah, uh, but yeah, if you got a funny one, I want you to go to our Facebook or Twitter at Watch Friends Pod. Uh, you know, leave us a comment. Tell us what ones uh, came up on your phone. I think they're, they're 
you know, get some fun episode titles out of those. I mean, at least they're not indecent. That's that's a that's a good thing. Yeah, yeah. This this could have gone terribly wrong. I'm, I'm glad we're not we're not live technically. Uh, but yeah, maybe we won't do that at a live show. <laughs> Next time at Friends Fest, this is not something we're going to do. <laughs> no. Uh, but yes, uh, on to the episode. We're we're back with season two, episode sixteen, the one where Joey moves out. Now, this storyline to me is is one of the most memorable ones, mm-hmm. even though it's extremely short. Like it's it's only lasts over like two or three episodes. Yeah, but it's it's one that people think about an awful lot. I mean, it's it's definitely emotionally impactful. Like it, you know, it's essentially breaking up the the group. Yeah. Um. But yeah, you in my head it seems to last longer than it actually does. Yeah. When you think of same with like the the swapping of the apartment, you're like, oh yeah, that that went on for like you know half a season, right? It's like no, it's like two episodes, yeah. and it's a shame. Like in some ways, I kind of would like to see Joey live alone a little bit longer. Then, I guess I mean I mean I guess we'll get into it somewhat later on, but I kind of both enjoy and dislike the the weird kind of breakup dynamic the the comedy has mm. between them two in the episodes, where it's like oh who's extra like more and it's <laughs> it's weirdly yeah I, I think this is something we'll get into in in the episode yeah, it's, De- it's definitely weird, but it's, it's interesting I mean obviously I've I, I've not experienced this myself but we'll get onto that later yeah I guess we should start off with our very first clip then. Man, this is weird. Ever realize Captain Crunch's eyebrows are actually on his hat? That's what's weird? Joey, the man's been captain of a cereal for the last 40 years. <laughs> oh, look. What? The spoon. You licked and, and you put? You licked and you put? Yeah, so? Well, don't you see how gross that is? I mean, that's like you using my toothbrush. <laughs> you use my toothbrush? Well, that was only because I used the red one to unclog the drain. Mine is the red one. Oh, God. Can open worms everywhere? Hey, why can't we use the same toothbrush, but we can use the same soap? Because soap is soap. It's self-cleaning. All right. Well, next time you take a shower, think about the last thing I wash and the first thing you wash. Joey is, is gross, yes. but, but he's not wrong there, is he? No, he's not. <laughs> uh, so we open uh, with, with the guys in the kitchen eating cereal in their dressing gowns. Uh, I did notice that they almost seem to be matching with their black and white striped gowns. Why not? Got, you know, got to style it out. Uh, I was going to say maybe because they're best, best buds. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, don't, don't lick the spoon and put it back. Uh, do you know anyone that does that? No, it's gross. It made me really curious as to how many times has Joey done this when Chandler's not been around? I, I think every single time. Like, I think he just licks whatever he's eating with and puts it back in. I mean, I know roommates can get close, but that's a very gross level of intimacy. Yes, it's, it's gross. So you've got to wonder where he's picked that up from. Uh, and then, you know, to share toothbrushes? No? Uh, yeah, no. Like, like, I've always thought this a bit weird. Like, so... When you're with your girlfriend, you know, you might uh, be kissing her and stuff. And then you'd be like, oh, using your toothbrush is gross. Yes. But technically it's the same sort of thing. Like, they go in the same place. No, it's all context dependent. There's plenty of things you do with a girlfriend that would seem gross outside of that context. (laughs) 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 So, so yeah, it it was funny to me how people were kind of weird about sharing toothbrushes. And I think you should be. But at the same time, like, you'll do things... Well, for lack of a better phrasing, like you don't tend to think about it when you're getting dirty. No, no. But when you're supposed to be getting clean, that's when it would kind of feel yes. icky. You'd be like, ugh. Yeah. Like. yeah, don't don't share toothbrushes. 
and then yeah, using the toothbrush to unclog the drain. Why? Why a toothbrush? Why would you use that to unclog it? You know what? This seems like peak Joey to me. He saw a clog. He saw a sticky thing. He put two and two together and did it. Like, <laughs> yeah. I, I can't imagine Joey's brain that early in the morning really thinking about it. It's like, oh, I'll just use this. Yeah. Like he could have gone and found anything else, but he didn't. Now, I know there is uh, something about Americans' drains that is weird that they somehow clog a lot. Like British drains don't really clog. Not like really. The, the head just kind of goes down and out it goes. For some reason in America, they seem to clog an awful lot. And I know that there is a cool invention. I think it's called the shrub room or mushroom for the tub something like that and it's basically a thing that collects all the hair so you just pull it out all the hairs attached and like you can just throw it in the bin Fair. and like everyone's gone mad it's like one of those you know tv style inventions um so yeah go, go and get one of those if you live in america but yeah they they have weird drains that somehow clog a lot i mean i'm a hairy bloke um and obviously my my girlfriend was hairy in the face, she had long hair, not like she was a Sasquatch. <laughs> <laughs> um, so occasionally, like, I'd be like, "Oh, time to clean out the the you know the drain yeah. when, they, when they get clogged." And there's nothing more disgusting than clogged drain hair. Yeah. Even though I'm 99% aware that all the hair over a certain length is actually my hair because <laughs> I had longer hair. And I'd be like, "Plus, she's my girlfriend that I've lived with for X amount of time." And I'd be like, Ugh! "And I'd be wretched." <laughs> it was still disgusting. There's a, there's something about the smell of well, it. It, and, it should be clean. It's had like water going down it and soap and everything. Well, it's had right? the dirty water going down, and there's like shampoo or yeah. like soap residue clogged in it. It was gross to the point where. We had a special bathroom spoon that was because <laughs> bathroom spoon. You know, I don't have tools, <laughs> so <laughs> you didn't have a toothbrush. Then. No, no toothbrush. But we had this spoon that we designated as the bathroom spoon, and I would use it to unscrew the the nut that was that kept the yep. drain on the the bath, and then take it out and then pull out the thing and get rid of the hair. But my ex hated, absolutely hated loose hair, whether it was wet or not. And the amount of times I'd be sat there with this giant, disgusting clump of wet hair on my hand, thinking. I should throw it out. <laughs> <laughs> at times I'd be like, Jess, come look at it. And I'd be like, no, I'll just get in trouble. It's not worth it. But it was gross. Or like she'd see me carrying it to the bin and she'd be like, it's grim. So don't, don't yeah. be, no. Yeah. It's disgusting. Yeah, yeah. She, she's definitely an ex for a reason, isn't she? If you're throwing wet hair. But, uh... <laughs> I never did it. It just almost crossed my mind that it would, to me, be funny, but she'd have killed me. Uh, but yeah, this, this is why I tell you, Ryan, constantly that living with other people is not always fun. No, I feel like there needs to be like an audition period. Like I, I spent a while living by myself and I really enjoyed living by myself. It was great. I don't, I don't know how anxious I am to live with someone who's not a partner. Like I've only ever yeah. lived with family or a partner. The idea of living with a friend, I feel like there'd be too many annoying habits. And every time we talk about it, you'll be like, no, Ryan, there'll be so many annoying habits. Um, and I'm like, yeah, you're probably right. But as I said, I do like the way Joe's argument here is like, why is it okay to use soap? It's like, that's, that's fairly good logic. Uh, and yeah, people do forget, like, you know, using soap in the shower, they tend to use it on their bum last. I guess because you think that I don't want to put that onto my face. Well, yeah, yeah, it's the same with like a, a flannel or face cloth. Like, you don't don't wipe like your intimate areas with that first and then rub it all over your face. Like, you, you normally start your face first. Yeah. And then, then work your way down, don't you? I guess that makes sense. Um, so yeah, it's, it's, it's something to think about when you share. Like, I, I, I don't use soap. I normally have like shower gels shower or whatever. Gel, yeah. So, so it's. That issue doesn't really rear its head, but uh, I guess it's all context. Like I had some shower jelly once mm. that was bought from Lush, um, 
And that was like, this, it was basically soap, but it was jelly and it was weird, but it lathered up like shower gel. It was very cool yeah. and fun to try and hold. Well. <laughs> it's, just like, it's like a game in the shower. And don't, drop, don't drop it, Ryan. But again, I've only lived really with like partners. So when we had that, I didn't really mind where she was rubbing it. <laughs> because she was my partner. So it wasn't particularly like there were any intimate areas I hadn't already explored anyway. No, that, that, that's what I mean with like the toothbrush stuff. Like you, you will do something with a partner like you say, is is different in context, I guess. Yeah, like I wouldn't want to use the same like soap as my sister or you know family member. That's yeah. just weird. I'd have my own Ryan soap. Um, but but also that's because like the the people that you live with, you you assume they're quite clean anyway. I, and I think that's the the thing. Like sometimes you look at people and you go, they just look dirty, don't they? And they probably are. But but clean people can be the the most dirtiest of people just because they they look well dressed and well groomed. That doesn't mean they're they're clean people. I mean, one like later seasons when Ross goes back to that pretty girl's flat and yes. it's an absolute pig's diet. It's like, you know, just because they're well presented themselves doesn't mean that the house is necessarily a reflection of that. No. Uh, we then have the intro and we end up at Monica's apartment where we find out that Phoebes and Rachel are getting a tattoo. Uh, Phoebes is getting a lily and Rachel wants to surprise Ross with hers. Um, not sure what reaction she's expecting, though. No, me neither. Um, have you ever thought about getting a tattoo, Ryan? Uh, many, many times. Uh, never done it, um, which always surprises a lot of people. I think because I'm like a like a long haired, beardy, like metal looking dude, everyone assumes that I'm absolutely covered from metal in ink. Uh, but I've never I've never read about a settle anything. The closest I ever got was a Buffy tattoo. I was going to okay. get the mark of Igon. If you remember the episode, now, what what does it look like? Um, kind of like a a Y with like a devil's pitchfork. Oh no, yes, I know. Thing. I mean, yeah. um, so, so so like a like a glyph. I guess. Yeah, like a little kind of, I guess, like a demonic symbol type thing. Yeah. Um, my logic was, it's a Buffy tattoo that you're only going to recognise if you're a massive Buffy nerd because it's so specific to that episode. Yeah. And it looks kind of cool. And it's not like, oh, why have you got a tattoo with like this? Um, and I'm like, that's cool. But then I was like, well, I already know I like Buffy. And it only takes about 10 minutes of talking to me to find out that <laughs> I like Buffy. So do I need that on my skin? Where where would you have it though? Uh, I was going to get it where Giles has it on like his forearm. Okay. Um, but I, I decided not to in the end. Um, I used to joke that I wasn't a fan of the canvas, so I didn't want to decorate <laughs> it. Um, but yeah, I just, I just never, there's never been anything where I thought, oh, I really like, I, everyone knows I'm a big ice hockey fan, especially long time listeners. And no part of it I ever thought, oh, I should get a hockey tattoo. I just, I've never felt the need to express my fandom for something that way. Yeah. Like for, for me, I've always wanted to get a tattoo. I just don't know where to place it. Because as soon as you put it on like your, your biceps it, it takes on a different connotation same as like on your chest and it's like well if i have it on my back i can't see it yep. if you have it on your leg it can be a bit weird so like for me it's i don't have anywhere on my body i feel like that's a cool place where i can see it and looks cool but doesn't change you know yeah um it's like i, I remember uh there was a girl like i, I knew who used to have a, a whale on her stomach sorry a dolphin on her stomach <laughs> Uh, it, it, it became a whale because she, so got, because she got pregnant and obviously her skin and everything stretched and all, all of a sudden this dolphin like stretched with it, right? And, and that's always like been a concern. Like you, you do see people who have like tattoos on their arms. They, they build up muscles and stuff. I knew where that was going the second <laughs> you said it. I was like, oh my God. And, and, and that for me is, is my concern is like, where do I put it where it can look good, but also be hidden away as well? Yeah, I guess I, if I was thinking of like future proofing a tattoo, I'd want to be like really happy with my physical physique mm. at the time of getting it to be like, right, this looks cool where it is and I don't mind showing it off. 
Um, whereas there's not anywhere on my body where A, it's in particularly good shape, or B, <laughs> isn't that hairy. Like on my chest, there'd be no point. You wouldn't see it. So it has to be like an arm. And I'm just, I just don't, I just don't understand the need to express your passion for something that way. When people get over things, I'm like, okay, fair enough. Like I know a lot of people who've got expressions of like romance and stuff, which I think is gross and weirdly possessive. Um, just icky. Yeah. But I just, I just don't, I'm not against tattoos in the slightest. I just never wanted one. No, you're, it's either for you or it's not. Well, I think in like, especially when from this episode aired in the 90s, tattoos as like a mainstream thing were still quite new and exciting and like, oh, yeah. you know, dangerous. And obviously certain faiths, like a, but you know, if, if you're Jewish, for instance, you're not supposed to get a tattoo because then you can't be buried in a Jewish cemetery. And there's lots of reasons, I guess, against them. You so, also couldn't work for Disney if you had tattoos showing. Yeah, in, in the theme parks. So I think you can now. I think they're a little bit different as long as it's not on a, a bit of body that's showing. But before it was like blanket ban. Like if they found out you had a tattoo on you, it's like, nope. Nope, can't come in. Um, which is, you know, weirdly conservative. But I guess because the, the especially in the kind of subcultural groups I hang out with, tattoos aren't particularly seen as exciting. No. But weirdly, people are still surprised I don't have any. And you see it a lot on the Facebook groups now where a lot of people get in... Um, you know the the paper ghost yeah one and it's like it's, it's quite cool it's a bit of a weird choice i think for me of like why did you single that out for your friend's tattoo um because it is in some ways just a throwaway line but actually it's kind of a cool tattoo as well I mean, i've seen quite a lot of friends tattoos over the years i've seen the friends text with like the dots yeah. in between in black and white i've seen people get their friend's name or partner's name tattooed in that font with the dots between um, again, I find the idea of getting a partner's name to on you absolutely gross. It's weirdly possessive. I don't think it's romantic. Plus, what if you break up? Yeah. Like, I'm romantic, but at the same time, the idea that, you know, like, oh, I'm in love with Sarah this week, and then we get, I get a tattoo that's supposed to represent her, whether or not it's her name or just something that, you know, she asso- I associate with her. And then if we break up seven weeks later and she's broken my heart or I broke her heart, then I've got to look at my arm and go, oh, yeah, that. Well, it's, it's like I got reminded this morning about tribal tattoos. And they were really big in the, the early big. 2000s. And it's like, those people probably still got their tribal tattoos out there somewhere, but you don't see them anymore. No. It's like people who get like different languages tattooed on them, like kanji from Japanese or yeah. something. And then it's, it's supposed to say like fierce warrior spirit. <laughs> but the way the artist is drawn it, it's just like sugar lump fairy or something. Really yeah. And you're like, oh, okay, that's that's not what it's meant to be. Or you're, you know, I can only imagine the amount of like kind of Japanese or Chinese people that would be like see a tourist on the holiday, see this tattoo on some like England man's English man's top yep. chest that just says like place boxing boxing tape here. And they're like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just like really confused by what it says. Well, well, not to, not to go too long on talking about tattoos. Uh, there is a program in the UK where people get bad tattoos covered over. Normally they'll have like something tiny and they've drawn like something rude on them or like when they've been drunk and stuff. And then when they come to like fix it and like, oh, we're going to cover this over. It's this absolutely huge, massive thing they put over half their body. And you're like, why did you do that just to cover up that tiny little bit of a tattoo? Yeah, I mean, I guess it depends what you've got. But the problem is, especially if you get a black tattoo, like it's essentially permanent. Yeah. So getting it covered up means that if you've got, if I got someone's name tattooed on my chest and the name's what, I don't know, six letters long, that's, that's a pretty decent sized tattoo. So to cover that effectively, you basically need a big black block to cover it out. And yep. it's okay, well, what can we do around that? And then the tattoo itself has to get bigger. Otherwise, it's going to look disproportionate. Yep. And I've got friends who are two art, tattoo artists. And I always wonder, like, when people come in and ask for, like, oh, we're so in love. I want to get this tattooed on me. Do they ever sit there and think, should I really take this money? Because, yeah. I mean, you would because it's a job. <laughs> yeah. But I'm saying, like, I wonder how many times people have they've seen that happen and then six months later they're, you know, 
Cross the name out, put another name like, on. Sarah is a burk. <laughs> like, uh, well, thankfully, Ross walks in and catches uh, some of the conversation. He doesn't like tattoos, though. He's one of those people who's absolutely against it, which I never really understand. Like, if you don't like tattoos, that's one thing, but you don't need to force your opinion on other people who do like tattoos. Yeah, at the end of the day, it's not your body. Like, who cares? Oh, yeah. like, why are you being that... Again, I guess it's similar to the possessive and controlling thing where I'm like, why do you care what's on their body? Like, it's not your body to worry about. Well, sometimes people do take tattoos too far and may even have an ugly one, but if they want to draw on themselves, who cares? I mean, like, to me, I guess it would depend on... And it's not the person's fault or the tattoo's fault. I guess it would be society's fault. But if you've got a tattoo that is, is on a leg, arm, chest, back, wherever, it's not really going to interfere with your day-to-day life because for the most part, no one's going to see it. When you start getting into face and neck tattoos and they're permanently visible, that's when it could potentially have a detrimental effect on all sorts of stuff. It shouldn't, and it's not right that it does. I'm totally against people being judged based on where they chose to get a tattoo. But if I'm trying to adopt a kid and I've got like a tarantula crawling yeah. on my neck, I feel like when I go to that meeting to be like, oh, please let me adopt a child, I'm getting judged for that tattoo. Yeah, and definitely. it shouldn't be, but that's the case it is. So I could get why people might be against like, why well, have you got that there? It's going to have a massive negative impact. But as long as you're willing to accept the consequences, not that you should have to, it's fine. No, I think we could do a whole episode just talking about, about tattoos. Yeah. Um, but we should move on. But uh, before we head over to uh, Monica going to her parents, uh, we're going to have a quick ad break. New this April from HyperX, it's the HyperX Clutch Controller. Get better control of your mobile game with its comfortable grip, directional pad, analog sticks and shoulder buttons. This versatile controller can fit a variety of phone whips and can also connect wirelessly for use on tablets and PCs. Learn more and pick one up online at HyperX and HP.com. Amazon, Micro Center, Target, Best Buy and many other fine retailers. Hey guys, Brandon, Ben. Yeah, 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 Joe. You, you see this thing here? Could you tell me if it's good or, or good or not? Mm, well, I'm gonna need an hour. Yeah, at least. Should I just wait over there, or or you want me to no, come? No, no, no. Talk it out with you guys. Yeah. Uh, cool. Uh, come on, let's go. Podred review. We review things so you can do things every week on the HyperX Podcast Network. Ellen, in 15 seconds, what is Nice Games Club? It's our game dev podcast. Steven, help! Game mechanics, accessibility, art and animation, level design, prototyping. Everything that goes into making video games. How's that, Mark? Nice. Listen to Nice Games Club wherever you get your podcasts or at nicegames.club. Mark and I create this podcast in our own time, and we'd love to bring you more content. To do that, we need your support. Join the Watching Friends community at patreon.com forward slash watching friends. Our £5 tier, also available in dollars, will get you the ad-free version of the show, access to the exclusive content, such as our episode all about James Michael Tyler, our top 10 rankings of everything from the best episodes to our favourite guest stars, and our exploration of all the weird and wonderful Friends merch, Friends Fest, and much more. And beginning at the end of January, Mark and I will delve into the fantastic spin-off series, Joey, only available to patrons, help shape the future of our content with access to our Patreon polls, we're there for you. Be there for us and the rest of the Watching Friends community at patreon.com forward slash watching friends. So we head over with Monica going to her parents and Richard will be there. 
Is it creepy he was 30 when she was nine? I mean, we discussed this in a previous episode. I don't think we need to go over it fully I mean, again. Yeah, don't to hammer home the points, but I'm going to say when you sum it up contextually like that, kind of. Yeah, it, make, it makes no. it weird, right? Uh, when you when you say that, that yeah. you know, he was 30, she was nine. Um, but, you know, to, as I said before, to me, age is just a number. Um, he knew her younger age, and I think that's what makes it odd is that he knew her at, from that age rather than the age gap. Yeah, I mean, if if you met someone who was 20 years older than you and you didn't have a previously existing relationship, it would be definitely less awkward. Um, but I don't necessarily think that... Because the thing is, it's he's not the same person and she's not the same person that they were 20 years ago. Like yeah. Monica's not a nine-year-old and he's not a 30-year-old. They're very different people. She's gone from a child to a woman. So you kind of have to take more into account than just the age. Yeah. So, But yeah, if you want, if you want more on that, go and listen to our previous episode where um, Monica first meets Richard. Uh, but Jack and Judy um, has Monica a bit worried, um, but Ross doesn't think that they'll notice. So, you kids take the train in? No, Richard Burke gave them a ride. Oh. Speaking of home, I hear he's got some 20-year-old Twinkie in the city. <laughs> Finger cramp. Oh, God. Sorry. Here, let me get that, Mom. So... Richard's shopping in the junior section. Mm-hmm. Are we still on that? <laughs> you just know she's got the IQ of a napkin. Mm-hmm. She's probably not even very pretty. Just young enough so that everything is still pointing up. So yeah, we're in the kitchen with Monica, who's deco- decorating a cake. Uh, when one of Judy's friends casually mentions Richard apparently has some 20-year-old Twinkie in the city. Now, I thought that Twinkie was a gay term. Or the term of, a, of an American snack. Uh, I, don't know, I have no idea what it is. I thought it was an alternate character on the MMO that you offloaded gear to. <laughs> <laughs> uh, although uh, I did read that it can also mean um, it's a slang term for someone who looks interesting or attractive physically, but inside has little value. Uh-huh. And so that's what I think they're referring to. Whereas I think the modern term uh, refers to like a, a young gay man, doesn't it? Yeah. Um, or as you said, MMO character. MMO character. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, may, maybe it works in the MMO, right? Uh, you know, someone who's interesting or attractive physically, but little value. I guess little value, right? Um, yeah, it's, it's not a, a term I've ever heard anyone use in the UK at all. No, it's, I mean, it's, it's very obvious what, what they mean from the context. But yeah, if you were to take the phrase and isolate it, I'd be like, meh. Yeah, I, yeah, I have a, I've, it's like, Joey, you know, you see a thing, you hear a word, you think that's what it is. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, Judy is talking down this young woman, not knowing it's actually Monica. Which is very funny. Like, I love a good bit of farce. <laughs> yeah. um, it's so awkward for Monica. Uh, um, I also find it weird how like, venomous their pair are being about this woman. Like, almost like they resent the fact they've got an old and they're like, she, everything just points up. And yeah. it's like, oh, and old ladies, like, calm yourselves a bit here. Exactly, yeah. It's, it's, it's very bitchy, I guess, isn't it? Yeah, look, I... I guess to me, I would have been like, if, if there was like a little flock of eligible ladies that all had a crush on Richard and they were like jealous that he had this 20-year-old Twinkie and what about them? Like, you know, yeah. Richard divorces and things like, fair enough. But it just seems weirdly bitter that they're like, ah, well, she's all pert. And it's just like, <laughs> all right then. I do like how Monica covers up. She's like, oh. Because I do like that before that, when they're at the door, uh, you know, Judy says to Monica, oh, did you thank Richard, you know, for, for bringing, bringing you here? And then Ross goes, uh, actually, Mum, I think Monica thanked him for the both of us. That's my joke of the episode right there. My joke. My it, joke. 
Yeah, I love it. Because <laughs> it's, it's, it's the kind of thing that it's this weird thing that I guess TV gets away with, but I guess happens in real where you make a comment and it's, even though it's heavily like, really, Judith's reaction should be, what? Yeah. Explain yourself, but you well, just kind of, Meh. I, I, I love jokes with like different meanings as if you have different understanding of situations yeah like given the context judy would have no idea that what ross means yep. so she'd be like oh monica just must have been really grateful whereas yeah. ross is like ha, ha. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's, it's just because it's a great way to use in monica yeah yeah i i love those sorts of jokes uh we then cut to joey at a co-workers party uh nice apartment uh turns out it's going to be available soon and joey can have it if he wants um we then uh skip back out to uh monica's parents Jack and the guys are trying to get info out of Richard about his young girl. Um, it's interesting how the dynamic changes between men and women, though. Like It is. I always say to, to you, Ryan, uh, you can date a woman younger than you, and just like Joey says, when you're 90, you'll still have a memory of what it's like to be of a 20-year-old. I guess. I mean, I've never dated anyone older than me. Uh, no? Never older. But younger. Not 20 years younger. No. Um, but younger still. No, yeah, there's still plenty of time for 20 years younger <laughs> for you. <laughs> And I guess technically the order I get, the more that becomes an option. <laughs> <Yes. Yeah. laughs> um, I always find this the funny though, but I feel like it's a good indication of how, I guess, a guy actually feels about the person he's dating. I feel like the more sordid details he shares, it's probably not all that serious. But if the guy wants to keep it all to himself, he publishes a future there. Yeah. Um, I guess it's just a case of, you know, like, oh, if, if I don't think this girl's going to be around in six weeks, it doesn't matter what I tell the lads because they're never going to meet her because she's never going to meet them. Yeah. Whereas if I see a future with this girl, I'm like, well, I don't want to tell you all this stuff because you're going to meet her in two weeks and then that's going to be awkward. Well, yeah, you, you know, you, you could meet someone and you could have like a casual relationship and still have negative opinions about them. Yeah. But you don't want to like seed that into your friends' minds if you think there's going to be a future there. Yeah, well, I mean, I imagine, given that they're all blokes of a certain generation, they're more like, you know, they want to, like, graphic details about the physical activity that they get up to yeah. or what she looks like. Um, it's a great bit where Jack suggests that Richard could borrow the Porsche and he <laughs> yeah. can, and Russ is like, oh, no, borrow the girl. And Russ is like, please don't finish that sentence. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you got your own little speeds. <laughs> like... Yeah, we'll we'll get to that line in a little bit, I guess. Um, but yeah, it's, it's interesting, like how the women are all quite negative about you know him seeing a younger woman, and they don't they don't blame Richard, they blame the younger woman, and like she's gross, like why is she going out of an older man like that? Yeah, it's and, like a I guess like a rebound thing from Richard, and he's divorced. Like, of course he ran to a younger woman, but then I guess well, they're not even being negative about him though, are they? Not really, but I think that's the the perception that like oh okay because he had a divorce, he's now going to date the you know the little speedster. Um, but then I think they see her as like she's taking advantage of Richard for some reason as why would a young woman be interested in an older man whereas the the men are like hey you know you got a younger woman like yeah, like, yeah why don't yeah. she make get in there <laughs> yeah um, we're then at the tattoo parlour and Phoebes is super excited but Rachel is a little bit nervous uh, but Phoebes manages to talk her into it um, another, another short scene and then we're back again after after that to Monica uh, and Richard in her parents' bathroom. Uh, Monica's finding it a bit tough uh, to deal with, you know, all kind of sneaking around. Uh, but at least she has Richard, you know, because he's, he's quite a good guy. He's supportive, you know, um, caring. As Richard leaves the bathroom, he bumps into Judy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Monica has to quickly hide into the bath, she goes, uh, when Jack walks in as well. And then Jack and Judy are discussing Richard and his Twinkie. 
Some nice things are overheard by Monica, which is kind of sweet. Yep. And then that's when Jack and Judy start to kiss and touch each other. Yeah, Monica hears some not nice things. <laughs> she has seen it all before on that weird tape, though. Yep. It's gross. Like, no, like, you've got a party going on literally through that door with tons of guests. Now's not the time for you to do any of that. I mean, I'm going to defend Jack and Judy here. Okay. Because is it probably inappropriate? Yes. Is it nice that they're at their age they're at and still physically interested in each other? I don't want to think about it. <laughs> I don't want to think about it, but like, you know, not specifically. I don't want gory <laughs> details. I don't want to watch that tape. But the general idea of, you know, an elder, older couple still being, you know, physically intimate is sweet to me because, you know, like you said, you're like, no, I don't want to think about it. And I, people I, tend I, th- to... I think you could have just said they, they love each other and I would have liked that phrase in a lot better than any intimacy coming into it. No, well, I mean sex. <laughs> it's just to gross you out all the more. Like, it's, it's one of those things that it's, it's not a... We often talk about things that Friends did first, like, you know, had first gay winning on TV and it explored a lot of ground. Well, we don't often see older people being, not so much celebrated, but just kind of having any kind of physical relationship or intimacy at yeah. all. It's very much, oh, they've hit a certain age now, they're the old spinster or their mum and dad, and they don't do that sort of thing. And it's the show could have just chosen to focus on the the love lives of the... Six twenty something, so we hang out with every week. But the fact that it showed that Jack and Judy are still in a loving, committed relationship and they're still physically active, I think, is weirdly a progressive thing for the show that we don't talk about. Well, yeah, because if you think about all the parents, they're all different. So you have like Joey's mum and dad uh, have like a weird relationship, I guess, where you know he has his own little bit on the side and she's okay with that. Um, Phoebe doesn't, you know, really have any parents, like. You could say she has a dad, but not not really. Not there for her. Uh, and then, you you know, you've got the Gellers and they're together and loving. And then you've got Chandler's like mum and dad who are, you know, divorced. Yeah. Um, so you kind of kind of run the whole gamut of like everything there, don't you? Yeah. Like if, if I had to kind of, I guess, flash forward to the future and think what of those archetypal relationships, what do I want when I'm older? Would definitely, I'd definitely be in the Jack and Judy camp. Yeah. I'd pick that over divorced or dead or absentee. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, in, you know. Because, yeah. you know, as you get older, like, I don't feel any less uh, amorous at 35 than I did at 22. So why would I feel any different at, like, 56? Oh, you, you had a few to drink earlier at lunchtime, didn't you? I did have what the English call a liquid lunch. But I, I would have made the same point anyway. It's just, I just like the fact that we're getting to see an aspect of life, I guess, that isn't often shown on television. And I credit friends for putting that in there even though we're only really doing it to make Monica feel uncomfortable and have a laugh it's still something that we get to see yeah it's something that's subtly there in the background that you don't think about you you think about the laughs in Friends and you know the main characters but yeah you don't think about all this external stuff that's actually kind of important that it's there even if it's not highlighted yeah everyone knows that we like to overthink things on this podcast and I think that one of the, it's one of those things where if you see it often enough people talk about kind of identifying with people on tv and diversity and you know that kind of stuff a lot of times it is just a case of well you know that little girl never assumed she could be a scientist or an engineer because growing up the only women she saw on tv were something else and as much as i think things can overcorrect, at the same time having those kind of role models in media is a big deal yeah definitely and i'm not suggesting that 50 year olds need to watch friends to learn how to get it on just that (laughs) it's still a part of life that we don't often see on television was my wider point i guess we're then at the boys' apartment. They're discussing Joey moving out. Um, he's adamant he isn't even thinking about it. And that's quite sweet. Uh, but then Chandler just wants an argument and has to force Joey's hand. All right. You want the truth? 
I'm thinking about it. What? I'm sorry. I'm 28 years old, I've never lived alone, and I'm finally at a place where I got enough money that I don't need a roommate anymore. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I don't need a roommate either, okay? I can afford to live here by myself. You know, I may have to bring in somebody once a week to lick the silverware. <laughs> what are you getting so bent out of shape for, huh? It's not like we agreed to live together forever. We're not Bert and Ernie. Look, you know what? If this is the way you feel, then maybe you should take it. Well, that's how I feel. Well, then maybe you should take it. Well, then maybe I will. Fine with me. Great. Then you'll be able to spend more quality time with your real friends, the spoons. <laughs> got three great jokes there. <laughs> <laughs> how to get someone in to lick the spoons once a week. Uh, yeah. The, the, the end line there, you know, your real friends, the spoons. Like, I just love how childish it is. It is. And it's, it's something I'd want to use in, like, real life, but I know it, it would lose all impact because it would be too funny. Yeah, when's that coming up? Unless we decide to live together and one of us licks spoons. Yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I love this weird, insecure, kind of jealousy paradigm they've got going on here, but it's also kind of weird at the same time. Yeah, it's, it's a little bit forced. Like, Chandler really, for some reason, wants to have an argument with Joey. And at the same time, I really love Matt LeBlanc kind of taking on the more serious tone. Yeah. Um, with how he become he becomes like the more mature one and, and China becomes the, the child in this. But it it is weirdly forced at the same time. Yeah, I think it's one of those things where we've we've all been in situations with I guess with a partner where there's there's something there and you're trying to talk about it and they're kind of evading the conversation. Yeah. So you do kind of have to push for an argument in a sense to be like, you're clearly not talking about this properly, like talk about it. But it's a weird thing for them to push onto Joey and Chandler? Well, I guess in the mid-90s, like, having a roommate at, at 28, yeah, probably was seen as a bit weird. Like, you probably should be settling down having a family by that that sort of age. Whereas now, having a roommate in your 30s or 40s, well, that's what you got to do just to have a house. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, and obviously, people have pushed back their family's time, time, timeline, I guess. Like, you have kids in your late 30s now, 40s, whatever. Yeah. It's perfectly acceptable. Um, so, yeah... I, in some ways, you could argue, like, Joey and Chandler could not always live together. Like, it, it would be weird if they were just like, yeah, we just lived together for 15 years. Like, at some point, one of them's going to move out. So, like, this storyline kind of did have to happen. Uh, but then the fact that it goes back to the status quo fairly quickly kind of makes it a bit pointless. Well, I guess it's more that rather than... I guess it's for the sake of comedy. Yes. But the fact that they kind of present the dynamic as a squabbling romantic couple yes. as not her friends for the most part in this episode is a bit that's where it feels forced to me where I'm just like like it, it, this, my suspension of disbelief kind of drops off a bit and I'm like yeah and the jokes don't hit as well because I'm like yeah okay whatever like you, you can see the the kind of the writing and working I guess as opposed to just feeling natural it, it reminded me of Joey uh, episode one where you know there, there's a line in there where they're like oh you know you and Chandler like gay roommates lols and it reminded me a bit of that yeah. Of like, oh, you know, we're going to do this whole couple angle. And it's like, but they're not a couple. They're, you know, two straight men that live to live with each other. Like, they, they do quite, going quite deep over the next couple episodes of like, it being like a relationship breaking up. And I guess it is a, it is a relationship breaking up in a sense, but they make it more intimate than that. Yeah, it, it's a tough one because, again, we're kind of destroying the comedy a bit, I guess, by picking it apart. But it's that they, they, they kind of present, Chandler and Joey moving out as a breakup 
But then because they've started down that vein, they have to continue down it. Yeah. So we get lots of kind of cliche breakup things that are only really funny because of, in theory, the absurdity of they're just two dudes who live together. Yeah. But at the same time, and this will definitely come up more next episode, there's, there's legitimate feelings and compassion there for your friend moving out. Yeah. And I feel like some of that gets lost. They get it much better. It's much better and much more on point next episode than it is in this one. But I just find in this episode, it, it, like you said, it's forced. And I'm like, because it feels so forced, the comedy doesn't hit as hard for me. I'm, it's like more of a chuckle than a belly laugh. Yeah, I, I wouldn't mind it if Jerry had mentioned moving out earlier because they just they visit the guy's apartment. He's like, hey, he's coming up for rent. And they're like, oh, okay. But there's been no hint of Joey thinking, oh, you know, maybe I should move out. Like, even at the start of the episode, no. it wasn't even there. Um, so it is a little bit weird. But then back at the Gellers, uh, Jack and Judy are rather perky. Uh, with a rather distraught Monica right behind them. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, she caught the live show this time. So no no camera zooming in on the bed sheets. I mean, this this is one of those things where like physical comedy is its its highest. Yeah. Because the way Jack like floats into the room. He, he struts in, doesn't he? He's like, whose drink can I refresh? <laughs> and he's just, just having a great time. And then obviously Judy walks in, she's disheveled and like, oh, like, you know, she had a fun time. Yeah. And like, if that didn't hit it home hard enough as to what's just happened, just the way Courtney Cox portrays this kind of this like zombified, broken shell of a woman <laughs> yeah. that kind of just walks yeah. into the room. Yeah, you, you, you don't want to see your parents doing that. Your, your parents don't do that, do they? <laughs> like, yeah, that's, that's, but the one thing as a child, you don't want to know about your parents. Oh, definitely not. But again, it comes back to what I was saying earlier about older couples still being, you know, sexually active it's something we, isn't something we see on TV because for the most part, you associate it with kind of family members and go, no, I don't want to hear about it. When, you know, it's actually a good thing. Just you don't want to hear your parents go at it. Like, I don't really want to hear anyone go at it who's not me, to be honest with you. Like, it's not like I'm sat around going, oh, I, I, I listen I to bet, this couple. Yeah, I bet you don't even want to listen to yourself. Like, no, probably not. <laughs> uh, but you know what I mean? Like, it's it's not, you know, I don't want to be in the room and people are getting busy, but it, again, it's just very funny. It's so well acted. It, it, yeah, for Monica, it's just so, so gross, though, that she's she's seen this twice in pretty much two two back-to-back episodes almost. I mean, again, overthinking. I'm kind of like, how how long did Monica have to spend in that oh, show? Yeah, we don't need to know that. And I'm like, at what point, like, would you have to hide? Well, she was already in the shower, hidden. She, she had no escape. She's lucky that they didn't pull the curtain back and try to go in there. I don't know. I feel like I would have made made myself known and been like, what are you doing? Richard was here now. I'd be like, he was? I was fixing the shower curtain. Because everyone knows Monica's. <laughs> yeah, so you would have had a different fast. I'd have been like, yeah, I'd have been like, oh, no, I was fixing the shower. But then Richard peed and it was gross. So I had to stay there and hide. And they'd be like, that's disgusting. I'd be like, it's disgusting. And you could just pretend you accidentally <laughs> heard Richard pee as opposed to having to sit for your parents getting busy. That, that might have made for some better comedy. I don't know. Maybe. I mean, that's just my aversion to hear my parents get it on, to be fair. <laughs> this is just your fan fiction, isn't it? <laughs> Uh, well, Judy uh, catches up to Richard and Monica suggests... Uh, sorry. Judy catches up to Richard and Monica and suggests Richard's son called Monica. Uh, you know, because he's single, right? And this is when Monica is about to tell everyone her secret. Your son isn't seeing anyone, is he? Uh, not that I know of. Well, I was thinking, why doesn't he give Monica a call? <laughs> that... That's an idea? Well, actually, I'm already seeing someone. Oh. 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 <laughs> she never tells us anything. Ross, 
Did you know Monica seeing someone? Mom, there are so many people in my life. <laughs> some of them are seeing people and some of them aren't. Is that Crystal? So, who's the mystery man? Well, uh, he's a doctor. A real doctor? No, a doctor of meat. <laughs> of course he's a real doctor. And he's handsome. And he's sweet, and I know you'd like him. Well, that's wonderful. I... <laughs> Mom, it's okay. It is, Judy. Jack! <laughs> Could you come in here for a moment? There is nothing worse than someone calling for help over a misunderstanding. Yeah. Like you see a, a lot on TV where, you know, the sister calls for a big brother. You're like, no, 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 I didn't mean to do that <laughs> yeah. sort of. Uh, yeah, the fact that Jack, Jack walks in with a baseball bat that he was looking for. Yeah. <laughs> All I got this whole thing is just Ross doing damage control. It's like, is that crystal? Let's, yeah. get, let's take that away in case you drop it. Oh, that's a baseball bat. I mean, just take that off you in case you hit him. Like, it's just, it's just yeah, Ross yeah, doing Yeah, you have to wonder, like, does he think that... Because Jack comes across as quite a nice guy. He does. I wonder if he's got a, an angry side to him. I mean, finding out that your mate is sleeping with your daughter, if anything's going to set you off, it's probably going to be that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Judy seems very upset about Monica and Richard dating. And, and, you know, Jack is just in disbelief. You know, it's, it's kind of a tough one. Like, on one hand, you can maybe understand why they're upset due to age difference and, like, how he's seen Monica growing up. Uh, but, you know, on the other hand, the consenting adults an issue. Um, I can see what's an issue for Jack and Judy as like parents because you've kind of got your daughter uh, and then, you know, your friend and the kind of two worlds kind of smashing together for lack of a better phrase. Um, It's weird. Like, I think if it were my daughter and she was, you know, a Twinkie and it was just like a shallow thing, I'd be furious. If it was, you know, relations had the potential to get serious, I think I'd be less annoyed. Um, However, having said that, you can all stay away from the daughter that I don't have because <laughs> <laughs> none of you are will be good enough. Um, yeah, that that would be weird, wouldn't it? I, I don't know. I think that's what makes it weird is, is probably the, the interconnection relationships you will have with each other. Yeah. Like if you're dating, because obviously you're always going to be dating someone's daughter yeah. and that's fine. But when they're like your childhood friend, uh, like the parent is their childhood friend and that's a bit different, right? Yeah. I mean, well, I mean, meeting your partner's parents it's always like one of those big big steps in a relationship where mm. they're like oh you know like then people will say like, oh if you met a parent yet or she met your parent yet like it's, it's a big step because it means you know you're into being introduced to the people i care about and it's a it's a big deal so you know being like have you met my parents yes i went to school with them would, <laughs> would be yeah, a very yeah. weird dynamic to have yeah uh but yeah thankfully the birthday cake arrives just in time for it to be super awkward so awkward I mean, it is the kind of thing where you couldn't really say anything because you really don't want to make a scene. Yeah. Especially given the conversation Judy had with her mate, like, you know, 10 minutes ago. Yeah. You know, it, yeah. <laughs> and, and even worse for, for Jack, right? Yeah. <laughs> You've got your own little speedster. Yeah. I'd like to have a go. Then they'll be running through your head. You'll be like, no, yeah. I suggested borrowing her. <laughs> just, no, it's not good. Uh, we're then at the tattoo parlor, and Rachel shows us uh, a bit of her bum as she's got a little heart tattoo. Uh, it's pretty boring, to be honest, as a tattoo goes. Yeah, I can only assume that the 90s context of tattoos were super taboo and exciting. So any tattoo was like, <gasps> I suppose you're just being like, okay, that has a heart on your butt. But yeah, I, I imagine if you got, you know, paper snow a ghost put on your arm, people would have gone, what the hell is that? Like back then. Whereas now it's perfectly normal to have anything on your, your body, isn't it? 
Yeah, I mean, I always hate the cliche that people are like, this tattoo means something. And I'm like, that's lame. <laughs> like, what? Um, but then now, I was, I guess, tattoos got to the point where people just kind of go, I like it. It's pretty. Like, it's not seen as a debut thing anymore. Right. It's just, oh, I like, I liked that picture that the two artists drew, so I had it on me. Or, oh, I really like insert fandom, so I'll have that tattooed on me. Well, yeah, it's, like, I find this with my business that a lot of people are very much into buying stuff that's almost like a, a lifestyle so and it's same same with friends fans isn't it like you're all out there you're buying the t-shirts and the mugs and everything else because it's part of who you are in your lifestyle and tattoos are just a, an extension of that really aren't they now whereas before it was like a tattoo was related to you know a gang you were in or just a cool design or whatever but now it's no, this is what I'm into. Yeah, when I was a kid, tattoos were a gang thing or a military thing. Yeah. Um, like my granddad had tattoos from when he served um, that, that everyone in the regiment had, I guess. Um, or it would be like, you know, when you're a kid and you have to call, call your parents, friends, uncle or aunt, mm. they'd be like some random uncle that had a motorbike that had like a spider and web tattoo on his cheek. Yeah. And they would be like, he's in a gang. And I'd be like, oh, okay. And you just knew they were like, up to no good. <laughs> the spider web cheek gang. Yeah, it's like... <laughs> <laughs> whereas yeah now like you said it's just it's just a part of your lifestyle it's not yeah you, you, you'll have like a Star Trek ship on your arm and you'll have a Spider-Man on your back and because yeah, they're I, just things you like I remember years ago there was an interview with Ozzy Osbourne and he basically said that like it's rarer now to find someone who doesn't have a tattoo like they're not exciting like they're never really excited to him he just liked them um, but now he said like it's probably harder to find someone without one than yeah. who does uh, but yeah, so Rachel's got a bit of a boring tattoo, but not as boring as Phoebe, as she couldn't go through with it and got just nothing on her shoulder. Yep. Uh, yeah, so she couldn't go through with it. Uh, we're then back at the guy's apartment. Uh, they're all right, they're made up. So I'm quite happy. And then uh, Chandler even got Joey some plastic spoons so he can lick away. Yep. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, Joey's still moving out. So actually, no, they hadn't made up. Um, you know, he'd thought about it and think so it would be best for him. Um, it's okay, though, because Chandler would turn Joey's room into a games room and put the foosball in there. And that starts off another fight as they both paid for it. Um, and so they're going to have to play for it. And, yeah, this is the problem when living with someone else is often you will buy stuff together. Yep. And if you do have to, to leave or break up or whatever, then, yeah, how do you split? You can't split things like that in half. Well, when me and the ex broke up, a lot of it was a case of I tended to keep the nerdy tech stuff and she kept everything else. Oh. There is probably about a grand's worth of Disney plush uh, in someone's attic that at some point we need to go through and sort out. Oh. But at, this, like, at the moment, neither of us have enough space to, to warrant going through it. But I imagine for the most part, I'll be like, you keep it. I haven't got the space. Yeah, like, I, I think for a lot of stuff, it's, it's better off, even if you think it's never going to happen, just, just one person pays for it. And then there's no issues then. I mean, for us, it was just like, it makes more sense for me to keep, say, the Nintendo Switch because I write reviews for a gaming website. Whereas the entire Disney Blu-ray collection, well, she may as well have because she's going to watch it more than I am. Yeah, that's Especially fair. with Disney+. Plus. But, but if, you was, if you was living with someone who wasn't a, a partner, then yeah, that's, that's definitely different. Like, you don't really want to share... No, I think because someone's always going to move out. Well, I had this discussion with a friend who keeps asking me to like to move in. He's like, let's get a flat together, and I'm like, mm, I don't know. Um, but I'm like, well, what, I'm like, what's the point? Because surely I just spend all my time in my room, and you spend all your time in your room, and then we'd only use the communal area when people came round. 
And they're like, oh, I don't mind having my TV in the communal area. And I'm like, you say that now, but what if you go out and come in and then I've brought a girl back and we're sat there watching TV in the living room <laughs> and then you want to play Xbox, but you can't because I'm using the TV yeah. because she doesn't want to sit in my room one night. And it, it's just, it just gets complicated. Exactly. Uh, but yeah, so another fight has, has happened. Um, we then end up at Monica's and the girls appear and Monica is excited to see their tattoos. What are we looking at? That blue freckle? Okay, that's my tattoo. That is not a tattoo. That is a nothing. I finally got her back in the chair. He barely touched her with the needle. She jumped up screaming and that was it. <laughs> okay, hi. <laughs> For your information, this is exactly what I wanted. <laughs> this is a tattoo of the earth as seen from a great, great distance. <laughs> It's the way my mother sees me from heaven. Oh, what a load of crap! That is a dot! Your mother is up in heaven going, where the hell is my lily, you wuss? Okay, Phoebe, that is not a tattoo. This is a tattoo! You got a tattoo? Maybe. But just a little one, Phoebe got the whole world. Rachel's biting sarcasm. Like, her character growth since the very first episode is amazing. Yeah. And, and it's something I've never really thought about. Like, I've always thought of, you know, she's, she's the money-orientated, pretty one who's just into herself. And actually, no, she's really, really funny. Yeah, we, we've, we're often the, the kind of support group for the Rachel Green Comedy Club. <laughs> yes. Um, but yeah, in, in almost, like, that's, a, that's almost a Chandler line. But yeah. almost, I think Chandler could have pulled it off because you need the kind of frustrated Rachel vibe to it to get away with saying it. Well, I, I love Phoebe going, you know, it's a tattoo of, of, of the world from, you know, a great, great it, distance. Yeah. You know, uh, and then, yeah, so we get the funny moment where Rachel is cornered out, bent over of a tattoo out as Ross walks in. Um, he, quite like, he quite likes it, though. Um, is that because it's on her bum? Who knows? I mean, he was against them an hour ago. He, he was very against them, wasn't he? And I was like, ooh. I mean, maybe he'd hate it more if it was, you know, on her back or chest or whatever, but he's like, ooh, it's on I, I think he's just seen a bit of skin and he's excited at that. I mean, I don't know where you find tattoos particularly sexy. No, it's a little bit odd, isn't it? Because he's like, oh, you know, can you do stuff? It's like, yes, yeah, a tattoo. Like, yeah, it's not sad. It's not surgery, surgery yeah, no. It's doodle on her. Um, I don't, yeah, I think nearly, like, all my partners have had tattoos to a varying degrees and at no point I've been like ooh you know lift up your sleeve show me the tattoo like it's <laughs> <laughs> well sometimes you would be if you're like what, what's that oh that's a cool tattoo you got there but yeah you wouldn't be like oh well, sexy like yeah it's never sexy like, the amount of times I'll be out and about at a bar and then some girl will be like, oh I've got a tattoo of insert this thing that I like and I'm like oh, that's cool and then like half her tops come halfway down so she can show me her shoulder it's not sexy no. she's literally just showing me the artwork on her body yeah and it's like I don't to me, tattoos and sex aren't a thing that go together. Like, it's not a kink or anything. It's like, okay, it's just ink in your skin. No, it's, it's like there was a website, uh, Suicide Girls, that was very popular in the, the mid to early 2000s. Mm -hmm. And it was just women or men with tattoos. Yeah, exactly. and, and that was the appeal of it. And whereas now, like, no one cares about that website. It's not, it's not a thing anymore. I mean, I guess if in your like subcultural groups, tattoos aren't a thing, maybe you would find some excitement in them. Mm. But I guess seeing that, we kind of rock nerd people. Tattoos have been part of our kind of subcultures for ages, whether it's people getting kind of, you know, like band tattoos or yeah. Mario tattoos or whatever. Like it's not, it's not new to us. No. 
but again, it's a I guess it's an age and contextual thing. Like they'd have grown up in the like seventies, eighties, and we grew up in the in the eighties, nineties. It's a big difference. But considering Phoebe is normally the one who's a bit out there and a bit different, and get and obviously got Rachel to to go along with this. It's funny how she was like the most scared of the needle and pushed out. I guess I quite like that though. It's nice when like the characters are somewhat surprising. Yeah, because yeah, Rachel was nervous at the start, and now she's like the one who's confident and tried to get Phoebe back. Well, I think because of how who Phoebe is, her brain would have gone, let's get a tattoo. And there wouldn't have been any extra thought into it. It yeah. just would have been the statement of let's get a tattoo. Because tattoos can hurt depending on where you get them, especially where she wanted hers. Yeah. That would probably be one of the most painful places to get it. So I like the idea that Phoebe's put no thought in and then all of a sudden when she's got into the chair, all of the thoughts that Rachel's been struggling with have hit Phoebe in one go and yeah. she's dove out of the chair. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's funny. It's, I, I like it. And it, again, it's another thing where the show does really good thing of surprising you with characters occasionally. Now, can I, can I spoil you on something and the listeners? You can, Mark. Rachel uh, did not get a real tattoo. <gasps> yes. Um, no, it's, it's not a real tattoo. It's a fake tattoo. Which I used to like doing at school when I was younger, you know, get the, the rub on ones that you'd put on there. <laughs> like every kid always would have fake tattoos. They were really cool. Until, um, you know, halfway through the week when like Spider-Man's face was half rubbing off and it looked terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, Je- Jennifer Aniston uh, did actually get a real tattoo, but this was many years after the show finished. Uh, she got a tattoo on her foot. Fair. Yeah. Uh, we're then back at uh, with Joey and Chandler who are playing for the table. Uh, Joey wins easily uh, and then Chandler just leaves like... There's nothing really more to say, um, except for Joey hasn't realised how hurt Chandler is at him leaving. Like jo- Joey's kind of oblivious to the, to this. Yeah, like, they have their argument and whatever, and I think Chandler thought you know it'd be all fine again, and it's just a bit of a misunderstanding. And Joey, in one of his rare moments, hasn't understood this. I guess. Well, I guess it's mostly that Chandler doesn't really do a good job of explaining it. No, like they're not very. He's, he storms out. So. Yeah. It's it's not like a they've had a deep heartfelt conversation about you know he feels like he's being abandoned. It's just meh, 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 and there's been bickering. <laughs> uh, we then come back to uh, boxes being packed, uh, and now the apartment's looking rather empty. I don't know how because Joey probably doesn't own a lot, and yeah, what he does own is probably in his room. Even then, there's never seems like there's a lot of stuff in the apartment. No, uh, there is a strange chair in the background though. Where the arms are made of golf clubs. Well, that was really weird. That is weird. Uh, so check that out. And Rachel is feeling sad. Uh, she's going to miss Joey um, until she finds one of her bras. How did the guys get hold of that, I wonder? I mean, given how often they just stroll into the girl's apartment, I assume it was just like on the side and they nabbed it. <laughs> that that gives you more questions, though, until we find out they were only using it to fling water balloons off the roof. We should try that. With whose bra? I saw that in the notes and I was like, we don't have bras, Mark. Whose bra are we going to use? Are we going to go buy a bra specifically for water bumps? Is this where I meant to say your mum? And then... <laughs> and then yeah, I don't want to say that. It just, I just had like visions of us having like a shopping montage where we were in like Victoria's Secret. <laughs> yes. and we're like, could this fire a balloon? <laughs> just like... Miss, excuse me, miss. Uh, could you uh, help us over here? We're trying to find a sturdy bra oh, yeah. <laughs> to fling water balloons. What would you suggest? The water balloons are about your size. <laughs> we just get kicked out by security. This one looks too lacy and it looks too fragile do you have something a bit bulkier i mean i remember the first time a girlfriend dragged me like bra shopping mm. and i remember like looking at the a bra and i think it was victoria's secret and it was like 44 pounds and it didn't even include the pants and <laughs> i was just like what yeah like, this is obscenely expensive and i was just like i don't I'm like why would you well it's nice in it and i'm like i'm gonna take it off in two seconds well, yeah i was like i guess i mean if you feel 
happy in it, fine. But to me, it's in the way. Like yeah. we've discussed this before. Oh, lingerie is a great idea, but it never. It's no. like, that's nice. Take it off. <laughs> although, although there are a lot of women out there doing the Rachel look where they're, women, they're wearing uh, underwear just outside now. There. So, uh, yeah, that's that caught on. I think Rachel was a bit too soon with her, her, new, her, her new full season. Um, the guys uh, leave Joey and Chandler alone to say their goodbye. Uh, and Joey leaves the foosball table uh, for Chandler because, you know, he needs to practice. And, you know, I, I wonder how far away Joey is. It can't be that far because they're all going to hang out at the coffee house later on that evening anyway. Um, but I do like this scene. It's, it's touching, if a little strange for them to do a, a mid-season on the episodes of one of the characters leaving. Well, we can, we can discuss this now, if you like, instead of next episode. But I had a look into how far away Joey's new apartment is. Okay. So Joey's new apartment. You've done some research. I did, I did some research. Uh, Joey's new apartment. How was it called? Um, do, 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 do. I'm going to find it now because it's in my notes. Uh, do, do, do. It's going to annoy me now until I find it, Mark. It's not, I can't remember what it's called. Wherever it's called, it's an hour's walk away from. Where, it's a, oh, so it's an hour's walk away. I mean, admittedly, I did put in my notes that it's an hour's walk away, about 50 minutes, but no one walks. You just get the tube or the subway, as the, the Yanks call it. Yes. So it's about a half hour tube ride, but it's, it's the exact opposite end of Manhattan, up a bit. So it's much closer to Central Park. Oh, okay. Um, but it's a, it's a very long distance. Like when you zoom out on the map, you're like, oh. Oh, that, that's the thing with Manhattan. You look at it and go, that's not that far. Like, it's only, what, 20 blocks. I can do that quickly. And you realize, oh, actually, like, it doesn't look that far. Manhattan is fairly small as a place, but yeah. it's still far enough to walk. Woodstock Tower. That's what Joey, Joey's apartment building's called. Okay. And then if you work out where the friend, the girl's building's supposed to be, yeah, it's a good, it's a good, the width of Manhattan up a bit, basically. That, that's going to be very fancy if it's up by Central Park. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it definitely, you can tell he's getting, you know, TV money now, I guess. Well, yeah, we're, I guess we're going to go into that in the next episode when we actually get to really see the apartment. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that's, that's basically the end of the episode. We don't even get a, a normal after credits bit like we normally do. Um, unlike the TV episode, though, uh, where just the, the credits roll and end on a blank screen, the DVD episodes feature a closing scene at Monica's apartment. So her dad, wearing a coat and a fedora, has arrived from Richard's uh, who he had visited to talk about his new relationship with Monica. Um, it's kind of interesting that he's gone to his friend to like go, look, I want to talk to you about you dating my daughter. Yeah. Um, and then Jack doesn't uh, get to talk about Monica because Richard has the game on and is, uh, and is freaked out by the fact that Richard has beer on tap. And he assures like Monica, he knows she's a big girl, but he just hopes she knows what she's doing. And Monica remarks how he's wearing the tie that she gave him. Uh, but when she asks him where he got the hat, he takes it on and replies, I don't know. I kind of I kind of like that, that he's gone there to chat to his friend and realise actually, you know, he's a good guy. Like, it's fine. It's going to be fine. Yeah, I think it would have been nice if this scene had been left in, to be fair. Yeah. Uh, I do like the idea of having, like, beer on tap. Like, Simpsons did this with Flanders. Like, And again, 90s episode where, you know, they have a rumpus room yeah. and, you know, <laughs> it's a bar with an, a proper bar with, like, beers on tap and stuff like that. I, I really like the idea of just having a room like that. Like, I would never really use it. No. But the idea of going, yeah, do you want to come down to like where the pool table is and there's the dartboard and there's the, the drinks all ready for you? Like, it sounds like a, a, a cool place. I mean, it sounds great. I mean, I, I want one of those like always hot taps for when I'm making tea because waiting for a kettle takes too long. Yeah. So I'd like to have like one of those on one side. So if I need a cup of tea, instant, and then like a beer on the other, have a nice ale. So I just pull it up in from work, ale, ale, and just pour. I mean, you'd have to learn to pour pints, I guess. But, you know. How long before you pour the tea into the ale to see if it makes it better? 
Probably first time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but I mean, the only other thing would be you'd have to change the barrel. Yes. And like, where am I keeping barrels of beer? Well, you've got money if you've got a rumpus room, I guess. That's fair. I don't think I'd want it in the rumpus room. <laughs> Next to the bed. <laughs> this is what living in a flat by myself for like four months did, where the whole <laughs> flat became my flat. So I didn't have to worry about being conscientious and, you know, oh, should this go here? In my brain, my eyes like, it's my flat. I'll put it where I want. It just go in the kitchen. <laughs> yeah. Next to the fridge. Yeah, you're definitely a jury, aren't you? Yeah. Uh, did you know, though, that uh, when Jack and Judy are discussing Richard in the bathroom, uh, Jack says it's like a scene from Cocoon. And Cocoon, um, the sequel, no, Cocoon, The Return, uh, title. had uh, Courtney Cox in it. I did not. I've not seen Cocoon 2. I've seen Cocoon 1. Yep. Didn't hate it, didn't love it. Wouldn't it's, probably wouldn't watch the sequel. It's, it's very like 80s, 90s film, isn't it? Yeah. It's, I, I, don't, I don't know if I could recommend a watch now. I haven't seen it in many years, but... To me, it's, uh, I guess, what I'd call like a British Sunday afternoon It's, it's film. like a cult classic, maybe. Right. Is it raining outside? Yes. If you just had the Sunday roast and don't want to move? Yes. Okay, watch Cocoon, because okay. you'll basically be in one. Uh, but yeah, this was a, it's an all right episode. Yeah, I mean, there's so much that happens before and after these episodes, I guess, that we're kind of in like the, I'm not going to get a low point. Like a mid-season slump. Yeah, but every episode around this is like a peak, like they're all like peak friends moments. Yeah. So when you're in them, even these are still great episodes, you're like, uh, and even just making the kind of notes for it, it was kind of like, wow, this is, I'm, I'm like, normally I'm having to sit there and go, oh my God, how am I going to possibly pick clips for this episode? Whereas making notes for these episodes, I was very much like, I guess that could be a clip because there's, there's just not much clip worthy in there, really, I, is there? I, I guess the way to think of it is these sorts of episodes are like set up episodes. Yeah. So like Monica and Richard is, is starting to gain steam now and it's going to pay off later massively throughout the rest of the, the series run. Um, but there's not a lot of exciting things happening. Like the, the best episodes are the best because they're, they're coming to a conclusion or a high point of all these setups and things going on. Um, so, you know, we've got the stuff with Richard and Monica and that all coming together, which is nice. And then you've got Chandler and, and Joey moving out. So that's going to create some tension and excitement for the next few episodes. But otherwise, like the, the tattoo stuff is just a, a thing for Phoebe and Rachel to do. Yeah, I don't think these episodes would feel as, I guess, drab as they do when you watched it when it initially aired because you wouldn't have known what was to come you wouldn't no. know like oh is this permanent where's this going to lead but we've all seen every episode of friends multiple times and because we know joe is going to move back in and we ultimately know what happens with monica and richard it's kind of like yeah set up for the thing i already know which... like, this isn't a funny episode but it's an entertaining episode yes i mean most of the humor in it is awkward cringy humor <laughs> yes. either jack and judy or rachel and the tattoo it's not it's not like ha ha laugh out loud well, I, I do like the way we get a lot of Jack and Judy because normally when we see them, it's only for like a scene or two, whereas we get them for the whole episode, yeah. which is really nice. Um, and it certainly tells you a lot more about them as characters. Yes. And, I, and I, they I, become more real, I guess. Yeah, I always like seeing Jack and Judy. Of all like the, the gang's parents, they're the most entertaining to see. I, I think I could do with a little bit less Judy. I mean, I guess we need the Judy stuff for how, you know... Of course, yes. ...mean she can be to Monica. But as a duo, they feel like really flushed out characters. Like, I would happily watch... If you did an episode that was just Jack and Judy do stuff in New York, I'd watch it. Well, I'd like to see more of their house, to be honest. Yeah. Like, I'd, I love seeing, like, bits of their house and what's going on there. Yeah, like uh, their moving house 
because they're downsizing and then there's yeah. just loads of like you know when like TV shows get kind of lazy and there's like a clip episode where it's just oh look they take him out of the bike this was when Russ fell off his bike and <laughs> yeah. then we watch a clip of like young Russ run away from Fat Monica or whatever <laughs> yeah. like I'd happily sit and watch that <laughs> young Russ run away from Fat Monica <laughs> I could watch that <laughs> one <laughs> whereas the rest of the parents and friends I'm like maybe Chandler's that show in Vegas I could watch yes um, but I don't want to see the Greens do Anything. No, I think they would be tiring, wouldn't they? Because it would just be them arguing, ultimately. I feel like I could probably watch the Tribbianis as a TV show, um, but there would have to be young kids being little tearaways, kind of like Malcolm in Middle vibes. Yeah, I, f- I think that would have a totally different tone with the parents. Yeah, I think it would definitely have like an Everybody Loves Raymond style yeah. vibe as opposed to Friends. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I'm all for more Jack and Judy as often as we can. Well, we're going to be moving on next week to the one where Eddie moves in. Eddie is such an iconic character and he is in it for such a small amount of time. It's kind of impressive, like how many people think about Eddie. Yeah, I mean, definitely a credit to both the writing and especially the actor yep. because you do just hate him. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's not even hate him. You, you can really imagine him being, being a real person. Yeah. Just, just someone on the subway where you're like, I don't want to sit next to that guy. Like, he might, he might stab me or he might offer me a chocolate. I don't know. I mean, the idea of having a complete stranger move in is quite a terrifying prospect because you need to judge it all on first impressions. Yes. And then it's kind of like, oh, he, he, I don't know, chews his toenails on the sofa or he has this strange political opinion that doesn't gel with me. Or, <laughs> or he has long hair. <laughs> he ate my mini eggs. Or, <laughs> yeah. you know what I mean, there's all these different reasons as to, well, you know, whereas if you move in with a friend, at least you know 99% of their bad habits beforehand, I guess. You'd hope so, You'd but, hope so. but no, I don't, I don't think you do. I think, I think you learn more about your friend than you ever knew, like even if you've known them for years. Probably more than you'd want to know. Yes, definitely. Uh, well, I think that brings us to the end of another episode, but yep. uh, I guess we have a few more things to say like we always do. Uh, so you can find us on our Patreon at uh, patreon.com forward slash watching friends. Yep. Where we have multiple tiers, so you can join us at the one pound tier or you can pay one dollar. You can pay in dollars and euros and dollary dues and whatever currency you have out there. We like it pounds. all. Yep. <laughs> uh, but yeah, for the £5 and up tier, uh, you can get exclusive bonus episodes where we're going through Joey season one at the moment. We are. And we do other stuff. So we've talked about our uh, pros and cons list for the friends. And we've got some other... Yeah, lots of other fun friends things that don't necessarily fit into the kind of episodic... Yeah you know, progression. Like we can't really break in the middle of an episode and go, let's talk about our five favorite guest stars. Yeah. They're, yeah. They're, they're just, they're just topics. We, we, we come up with a, a title and a topic and then we just kind of, uh, go off and talk about it for, for however long it lasts for. Yeah. Basically what we do here just with less framework, <laughs> <laughs> well, more, more frameworks. We just stick to a single topic generally. I guess. I well, yeah. I wonder how many Ryan tangents are on the Patreon. Oh, don't don't get me started. <laughs> uh, but yeah, you can come and join us there, and you can also join us at the uh, twenty pound and up level, where you can become an executive producer, and you can have your name read out on the show. Yeah, so do come and join us there. Come and help support us. We do do all this for free for you, and you can get some extra content by supporting us there. You can also find us at Watch Friends Pod on Facebook and Twitter, where you now need to go there right now. Type in the one with the, and then use your. Yeah, I want to see what fun algorithm auto we auto yeah. text button on your phone. Tell us tell us some titles, and we'll read out some funny ones if we get any. And you can also use the contact form at watchingfriends.com uh, to write to us as well. You can tell us your own stories, what you think of this episode, and we'll read those out too. 
Um, I think that's everything for socials, isn't it? Yeah, that's it. Yeah, that's where you can find us. Um, you can leave us a review if you enjoy this episode on your podcast app of choice. Um, and yeah, please do subscribe to us wherever you found us. I'm sure you found us on like iTunes or Google Play or even the website, right? Yep. Wherever you found us, go and subscribe. We'll be back next week for another episode. Uh, until then, where else can they find you, Ryan? As always, you can find me at gamehype.co.uk and on the Hype from Outer Heaven podcast. You can find me at fuzzballs.co where I draw cute animals uh, who like to eat snacks and go on the hunt for food, adventure and friendship. So I guess that's it. Until then, thank you for listening to us. Indeed. Cheerio. Goodbye.